Our question for today comes from a Christian who's married to a Muslim. Her name is Sandy. She's a housewife who's married to a Muslim. And she says, I'm a Christian married to a Muslim. We're currently and temporarily living in a Muslim country. I've been teaching my three daughters about Christianity. However, my husband will not tolerate this and gets furious and upset when the children mention Jesus' name or anything regarding Christianity. He yells at them, there's no such person, or that's not true. I stood up to him, nervously stating that I'm also the girl's parent and have the right to teach them my beliefs, and whether he likes it or not, they'll learn about Jesus. Victor, this is obviously a very difficult situation. Is there any way that we can shed some light on this for Sandy? Yes, and, and you've summarized the letter because uh, I think she's actually personally feeling quite depressed about the whole situation that she's finding herself in. And I know when we read through it, um, Sandy, we really felt for you when we read that letter. And first thing I'd say is you've been on our prayer list. Read carefully through your letter and we have got a few suggestions for you that, that may be some help. The first one is regarding your husband's religion. It appears your husband's religion is for him more a matter of pride as head of the family than it is a matter of practice. You probably know this better than us, but a good Muslim is one who prays regularly. Uh, a good Muslim also accepts the existence of Christ as the second most important prophet in Islam. And it seems to me that perhaps he may be facing issues and pressures from his own family in that he's chosen to marry a Christian and then so as not to lose face in front of family and friends or, or pressures from the society in which you're currently living that may be causing him to act this way and to that degree you've said you're living in this um, in this Muslim country on a temporary basis you may find that things become much easier for you when that temporary stay comes to an end you've indicated that it is temporary and really for the sake of yourself and your daughters as they grow up in not just a cross-cultural but across religious environments to work and live in an environment where your daughters can have more opportunity outside of the home environment to be exposed to Christianity, I, I would think is, is very, very important. Okay, Victor, for Sandy's benefit, how would you react to the parts of the Bible which, for instance, urges children to honor their parents? Well, I think those are very, very important principles. It's, it's there in the Ten Commandments, the Fifth Commandment, Exodus 20, verse 12, honor your father and mother. Ephesians 6 is actually very good because it's telling the parents not to provoke your children to wrath, but it's also telling the children to respect their father in, in the Lord. And I believe she does need to encourage her children to love and respect their father. However, you know, as a mother, she also has the privilege and the duty for them to teach them to love and respect their heavenly father. Sandy, I think you're, you're definitely right in sharing the stories of Jesus with them. But you and the children need to work towards being as wise as serpents and as harmless as doves. Yes, this can make life difficult, and you've expressed those difficulties in, in your letter. It's obviously your situation. If your children are old enough, you need to explain to them that their father doesn't understand or accepts what you're teaching them. And then maybe it's better for them not to upset him or, or to challenge him by expressing their faith openly in his presence. And First Peter 3 and the first two verses give some very, very good advice to wives who find themselves exactly in your situation. Um, Peter writes, their wives, in the same way, be submissive to your husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and the reverence of your lives. 
That is indeed a challenge, isn't it? What other ways do you think, perhaps positive ways, do you think Sandy can influence her husband? Well, I think really taking the principle of that last verse, and it may not be saying anything to him about Christianity. It may even be keeping quiet and encouraging the children to keep quiet, but allowing Christ to radiate through her character. I think being apologetic to him isn't going to help, but for him to see her as as a positive, vibrant person, maybe to see in her something that others around him don't have. This Sandy may be very difficult for you at the present, but it's certainly something that God can help you with, as you spend time in prayer. You know, I, I believe that as your husband sees something positive in you and sees something positive in your children, it may make a difference in his life. As Sandy takes this road, I'm sure she's determined to go that route. Where can she turn for comfort? You know, when uh, these difficult situations become almost unbearable. You know, the Bible is is a great book of comforts. First Corinthians ten and verse thirteen points out that Jesus is actually the very first to understand and accept your predicament, and He promised that He's faithful, that He won't let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But that when you're tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it, which says to me that you know in the end of her letter she was expressing feelings that am I being a hypocrite and I'm feeling guilty and I'm feeling burdened by this. I don't think she needs to. I think she can take that that comfort in the in the promise of Jesus. You know, a very encouraging thing to me is Hebrews chapters eleven and twelve. You look through the list in Hebrews eleven of the great men and women of faith. And some of the struggles they went through, and some of the times where they felt they failed God, and yet God came through with them. And then you come to Hebrews 12 and the first three verses, and there there is such an encouragement for us to persevere and to succeed, not in our own strength, because I don't think Sandy or or myself or anybody else will succeed in our own strength, but to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the Author. And the finisher of our faith, as as the Hebrews twelve puts it, and then maybe a last text that would just encourage her. Remember in John three seventeen that Jesus says that he didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus wants Sandy in heaven, wants her husband in heaven, wants her children in heaven, and he will do his utmost to support the family in their their difficult situation at this time.